0: So, do you know what you're going to name the baby yet? Okay, fine, but nobody else hears this. I mean, nobody, okay? All right, all right. All right, we were thinking maybe if for a girl, maybe Megatron, you know, maybe Tomb Raider, maybe Sazzletras. Obviously, though, for a boy, Noah's got to be the front runner. Mm, I don't, I don't want to tell you. Just say it's Noah. I won't make a big deal out yeah, of it. No, no, I don't want to tell you. Say it. No. Say it. <laughs> it's voice guy. I've never been so hurt. Fantastic
1: choice, Smitty. It's time for the Smitty and Mini show featuring Tyler Middleton. Noah Smith and Voice Guy Jr.
2: Back to another week here of the Smitty and MIDI show, episode 25 for the week of February the 15th. I'm Noah Smith with me, Tyler Middleton. Welcome you back for another
0: week inside the Smitty Mitty Show studio. I don't like what we're doing here, because you just start recording and start talking while I'm not paying attention or talking about something, trying to cut ca- it's, it's, bull- it's it's bullshit. It's the only way to get you
2: focused real quick. It, it's I'm Just not start focused. the recording. Okay. Just start the recording. Big thank you to our sponsors, Goal Line Curling, the Choice of Champions, and Dave Middleton at Sun Life Financial King carden Life's brighter under the son this program couldn't be possible without them Mitty, we got a uh well we got a great guest on the show today as Dave Randorf will join us shortly here to talk about hockey and the Tampa Bay Lightning but other than that it hasn't really been that busy of a week in sports I feel so we don't really have a long show
0: for you today and you know what it's Valentine's Day uh as Sunday as we record this so you know what I love you guys but I also love my fiance and I'm gonna go home and and cook for her and I think it's a great time for us to say how much we love and appreciate our families for letting us do this because we do miss time with them twice a week at least. So thank you. We love you all. And we're going to make this short because I'm going to go home. And uh, Holiday Monday as well as Family Day is uh,
2: today, if you're listening on Monday this week for sure. And uh, we hope that you, although you might not be able to see your family this week, we hope that you get to have a Zoom call with them or at least a phone call with them and uh, enjoy
0: some time with your family if you can safely this week. Smitty Bitty Show, Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, and Twitter is where you're going to find us. Midi T-S-M-S is my personal Twitter if you want to look me up there. The Smitty Midi Show on YouTube is our YouTube channel. That's where you're going to find a bunch of fun things. A uh, new exclusive, hopefully, going to be out this week sometime talking uh, a little bit of Leafs hockey. So check it out there. Go, and al- always hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the follow button on all those platforms. Coming up later in the show, we'll also give you the keyword of the week. Uh,
2: this week will be the third and we have one more week coming up for the month of February. Mitty will try to spell yet another word. We'll see how he does this week, but make sure you get those keywords in. And as always, like Mitty said there, give us a follow on our social medias and make sure you listen to every episode. You can go back and
0: listen to the episodes for February and get those keywords of the week in. And like he said, not a whole lot going on on going on, on the show today. Uh, we got Dave Randorf, And then after that, we're going to, you know, a new segment we're going to introduce here, try and have some fun. And then obviously, as everyone knows, uh, Bell Media and... TSN has had some layoffs and some things going on there. So we're going to address that and give our opinions on that. And that's going to be about the show for the week. Yeah. Like you said,
2: not a, not a huge show this week, but we're going to, uh, try to give you all that content you love. And I'm excited for this new segment that you teased there. It's, uh, well, I'll tell you right now, it's I find a funny news headline around the world, hopefully in the world of sports, and I give it to Mitty for the first time and see how he reacts. And I'm excited for this one this week. So we'll give that in the later half of the show. But first, we'll welcome on Dave Randorf, the new voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning in the NHL Central Division. Dave, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Smitty and Mitty. I uh, appreciate you uh, inviting me on to the podcast. This is great
0: it's always our pleasure to have everyone thanks us there's no need to thank us it's all you <laughs> um the first question we we were actually told to ask by our producer Kevin who who knows you and apparently was coached in baseball by you he said that you you did nothing but wear flip-flops around so he he <laughs> said the o- the only question he said for us to ask was have you ever done a call in flip-flops
1: um I, didn't, I wasn't actually a coach, if I remember correctly. I was just one of the fellow fathers on the team. I don't think I actually coached. But anyway, um, no, I haven't. But you know what? Now that I'm the voice of the lightning here in Florida, I think I could probably get away with that. So I, I think it just inspired me to maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> have a first in my career to go to the ranking flip-flops. I uh, tell Kevin I'll, I'll consider that. I'll let him know if it happens.
2: I was going to say, if there's a time in your career, now might not be a bad idea. You got yeah. no fans in the building, no one to judge you, really. Just sneak sure. on
1: flip flops and head over to the rink. I've got some awesome, uh, tragically hip flip flops too, uh, with the Canadian uh, flag on it and says "The Hip." I think I might, I, I might do that tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Probably a good idea. Um, we're going to start off with the hockey content here and kind of get, out, get get that out of the way before we move on here in the interview. But we wanted to talk about the East Division because up here in Canada. We focus a lot on the North division. All oh, the stuff no, no, we... no, no,
1: no, 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 That's all Canadians focus on. The rest of the NHL doesn't exist as far as I know. They, you know, I was up there until January 1st. So I know that everybody's super excited about the Canadian division. So uh, I get it. It's okay. And,
2: and exactly. That's it. It's, it's all North division. So to be completely honest with you, we don't get to watch hardly any East division. We don't get to hear anything about it. So what's life? What's life like in the East Division in the NHL?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I'm going to give you a slight direction. I'm actually Lightning or actually in the Central Division. The East Division has Philly and Washington, the New York teams. Uh, who else is in there? Boston, uh, and then uh, and then in the Central Division where I am, it is uh, you have the Lightning, you have the Panthers. Dallas is in there. Uh, Columbus. Well, else? Who is in Carolina, Detroit, and Chicago? So it's uh, you know it is. I, again, the North Division is all-consuming all there, north of the border, and I get it. Everybody's very excited, but I've watched a bunch of games here too, in my uh, on the NHL Network down here. But when um, the East Division has all the you know the real cachet teams in the Eastern Seaboard, but so that gets a lot of headlines here in the states. But this Central Division, I'm telling you right now, as I look at the standings, it's it's an inter- interesting division because obviously you've got the two Stanley Cup finalists in it. And you have some teams that are off to a good start. I don't know if you've looked at the standings lately, but the Florida Panthers are 7-1-2. and two. Um, They might finally be starting to put it together. They've always had some really good players in Barkov and Huberdeau, and now they've got Bobrovsky and Aaron Eckblatt on the back end and some, some other goal scorers up front. But uh, last year they made a change. They brought in Joel Gwenville, who's got the second most wins all time in the NHL. And last year was a bit of a transition year for him, so it didn't really click. But, uh, you know, seven, one and two and 16 points right now is is no joke. So um, it's kind of fun here being here for that, because my next game as we record this is Thursday night against Florida. And, you know, you talk about the Battle of Alberta or the Battle of Ontario or Pittsburgh and Philly, you know, the Pennsylvania rivalry or any of the New York teams. There really hasn't been a rivalry here in the state of Florida because. know be to be quite honest the panthers have been so bad for so long and uh but now they're both sitting in one two in the division and they're about to play each other three times in a row so i think it's going to be very interesting and a lot of fun there's going to be some animosity i'm sure the panthers are sick and tired of playing second fiddle in the uh, in this state to the lightning so it, it should be uh it should be pretty cool to see so i'm looking forward to that as for other teams Carolina, Columbus, two very hard-working teams. You cannot take them lightly. You can't take anybody lightly. You know Nashville, even you know, tries to be physical, but uh, they're they're struggling around uh, with some injuries, and, and they just don't have some cohesiveness right now. So I don't know what's going on with them. But uh, everybody, no no team is going to lose all fifty-six games. They're going to win, you know, their fair share. They're going to get some wins. You just don't. If you're the Lightning, who is by far and away the best team in this, this division. You just don't want it to be against you because you need the points. So you have to come prepared each and every night in any division right now. And I think there's a lot of teams in the Canadian division that are finding that out too.
0: Being in the division with the Columbus Blue Jackets and seeing everything that's that's going on there, um, what do you make about Torts and you know two stars being in like being playing for his team now and seemingly getting benched
1: and not being overly happy? Seemingly getting benched? No, they were Actually, benched. Uh, aggressively (laughs) being benched. It wasn't like we think they were, no, they were both benched. Dubois, who had been there for, you know, a couple of years and now gone. And then Lani, who's been there for what, four or five games and benched for an entire third period. Well, I I see it two ways. Um, First of all, this should come really as no surprise, I guess. You know, Torch has had a rule that nobody is uh, exempt from his rules, which is play hard every night. Play to your ceiling. You know, give me effort. You know, effort is effort has nothing to do do with skill. You know, there's skill guys at the top of the roster and and guys who are fourth liners and and third-pair defensemen. Everybody's got their different levels of skill, but everybody can have the same level of effort. And that's what John Tortorella demands. That's been the way it's been with him for years, even since he was a coach here in Tampa Bay when they won the uh, Cup in 2004. And he is one of the few coaches in the NHL that actually – you know, swings that hammer of, hey, sit down, man. You know, where are you going? Sit. No, you're, you're not playing the rest of the night, no matter who you are. So that's, you look at it like that on one hand. On the other hand, you bring in a guy, a sniper, uh, you know, a, a star sniper. And, and I don't know, I, I, think, I, I think I would have uh, maybe given him uh, some warning now, you know, like, listen, you either work harder. Now, there is a report out there that Lane lipped off to one of the coaches on the bench. He pro- I might get, I don't know what has happened. There's been no details out in the media other than there's a report that he, uh, he barked and to, said something inappropriate to one of the assistant coaches, like disrespect them. And that's not going to sit well. For a new guy to come in like that, that's a culture thing. So that's the case. That's a slightly different story. And uh, yeah, you know what? That doesn't fly here. And I don't know what they, I'm sure you didn't do that with Paul Maurice in Winnipeg. You're certainly not going to do that here with us. So uh, take a seat. Um, either way, it's an unfortunate situation for him to start. Uh, Columbus is a, is a very uh, passionate fan base there. Uh, you know, when the, building, when the fans are in the building, there is, there's a, a great crowd in there. It's, it's a big crowd every night. And, uh, you know, I think they're just probably laying down the wall a little early with Patrick Gladden to make sure he knows the, the ground rules.
0: Yeah. And all the reports that came out of Winnipeg kind of when he was moving on to, I mean, that falls in that maybe he was, you know, lipping back and, and doing line A things for what, what we've seen. You talked about before the, the battle of Florida, if you will. And we're seeing tonight in in moments time, as we record this, uh, the Leafs and the Canadians are kind of regenerating that rivalry. And we've seen that these divisions have forced us into rivalries a little bit. And there's a huge push in Canada, to keep the North division or keep some kind of something around it, or you get outside of it, but you still keep those teams. So you're playing them a little bit more. Is that the same thing in other divisions to, are other people thinking that same way?
1: I, I think you're going to, you're not going to see them. They're not going to keep the, you know, they're not going to keep the North division. Uh, just like they're not going to keep the East division. And you're still going to get those non-traditional teams coming in because the NHL likes to have all of. So like, you know, they want Connor McDavid to play in every building. They want the Stanley Cup champions to play in every building. It's just kind of traditionally the way it is. What I hope they do is somehow, some way, they build in a little bit more of the, the back-to-backs that you're seeing here in, in the schedule because I think you're breeding some animosity. Uh, that's why, you know, you're, you're even... The Canadian teams are a little different because that's always a special thing whenever they, it's an all-Canadian matchup, right? Because there's only seven teams. So... So that's a good thing, but in the, in the United States, you don't always see, you know, like Nashville, for instance, the, the lightning just played it four times in 11 days. And there was some animosity built up over those four games. No doubt about it. And they never play each other. they are different conferences. They play twice a year, once in their barn, the other, in the others, and, uh, they don't really have a, a, any kind of extended history to speak of. having said that. They, by the second game, they were, there were, there were fights. There was a uh, stick, high sticks, cross checks, and it was good. There was some edge to the game that you don't always see. So I hope they try and keep uh, a little bit of the, the back-to-back stuff because it is, it, it's like a mini playoff series where, especially when teams are scratching and falling for points. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. There are, and you guys watch up hockey to know this. There are lots of games that come and go during the regular season when nothing really happens. One team wins five, two, and you're on to the next game. Nobody hit anybody. You know, nobody, uh, there might have been a good goal or two, but other than that, it just kind of happened. Whereas now you're seeing, if you look around the league, there's some hits, there's some fights, there are, because these teams are in each other's faces all season long. There's only eight teams in this division, seven in the North Division, and you're seeing that animosity build up, and I hope they try to retain some of that.
0: And let's like let's not be like fools about it either. This league is driven by rivalries; it always has been, and it always will be. If people get excited, like the Montreal Canadiens get excited when they're playing the Leafs, that's just what happens.
1: It's true, but don't you think some of that might get a little watered down if it was happening all the time? Uh, it's it's not, especially if it's if it's you take the novelty factor away, um, like oh geez, okay, we got the Leafs, uh, you know, coming at the Canadians. And the Leafs coming up, you know, twice in the next ten days—that's great. Or they're playing back to back—that's awesome. Um, but if it happened all the time, just like anything else, you know, then the novelty of it goes away. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, uh, again, I don't—I don't see them hanging on to these divisions, and certainly in the North Division, because again, simply the biggest one—the biggest star in the game, Connor McDavid—they want him all over. And people, hockey fans, want to see Connor McDavid live. And they should, quite honestly. I don't know if you guys have seen him live, but it's, it's spectacular. He's, he's, he's so fast and so skilled that uh, hockey fans deserve to see him live. And he's the type of guy, just like Gretzky, where he knows. And Gretzky was famous for saying, you know, some, you know, every night he brought it because he knew that there was a fan in some road rink that was seeing him live for the first time. And, and you know, back then, there, not all the games were on TV. So he always brought it. And McDavid's that type of guy, too.
2: Yeah, it's it's something that we've talked a whole lot about on the podcast in, in the past weeks and since the NHL season began is we love the NHL's divisions. We love how there's so much rivalry, but you do miss out on, for example, Canadians don't get to see Sidney Crosby in their home rinks or play against their teams this year. And it's something that uh, the league and, and certainly a lot of teams are certainly missing out on. We want to talk a little bit about your new uh, career, if you will, uh, moving over to Tampa Bay and taking over uh, for the legendary Rick Peckham in Tampa Bay. What has the experience been like And the transition been like for you moving to Tampa Bay and taking over the reins there for the lightning?
1: Oh, so many things I could tell you about right now. It, it is, you know, it was a, uh, it was a long process. Uh, I knew when I threw my hat in the ring in the middle of last year, that, it would, that the lineup would be a mile long for this job. It's a, it's a great organization, it's a great city, great team. There's obviously a lot of check marks and that's why I uh, you know, uh, expressed my interest in it. And uh, so it took a long time to get to the point where I, they offered me the job. It actually finally all came together on New Year's Eve. So that was a great way to say goodbye to 2020 that, that we all hated and hello to 2021, for me personally. So, and then I was on a plane uh, the, the, the next Wednesday. Uh, in fact, I remember watching the gold medal game, the World Juniors, that night on Tuesday, and then be on a on a plane the next day at eight in the morning. So ever since I arrived here in Tampa, it's been a whirlwind, just getting to know the city and uh, finding a place to live and adjusting to living here and not a new country, all that kind of stuff. And um, the the fans have uh, reached out in uh, uh, you know large numbers in social media to welcome me. It's been so special and so nice. Rick Peckham meant a lot to this fan base. He was a guy who was, he'd been here for 24 years. He's going into the hockey hall of fame. Uh, rightfully so he's been pretty much the only voice they've ever had as a franchise. And uh, he's been a, a pro, you know, he's widely respected around the league for his work, as you said, uh, in your intro there. So, you know, I'm, I'm not replacing him by any stretch and I know that he's very, and still is very important to this fan base. So, I uh, come in with a health, healthy amount of regard and respect for the work that he has done, and I'm just trying to, you know, be myself and bring the same amount of professionalism and and passion and uh, and uh, respect for the, the the game and the team that he had every single night. So so far, it's gone okay, and it's uh, been a lot of fun. Obviously, the team is nine one and one. That helps. If they were one nine and one, I think they would have chased me out of town by now. <laughs> so so I'm glad it's gone well in that regard. But uh, it's been great. The organization. The owner called me himself. Uh, everybody in the organization texted me or called me. I got a text from Stephen Stankos welcoming me aboard. And You know, it's it's been really cool. And uh, I, I re- at this stage of my career, I, I just really appreciate it. It's been, uh, I'm grateful and it's a lot of fun.
0: Now, you just talked about uh, getting a text from Stephen Stankos, which is, I mean, amazing just to even get that text. And it kind of leads into one of the questions I wanted to ask where you have met so many people and been i'm sure awestruck by some of the people that you do meet was there ever a t- time that you turned into a fanboy and you maybe a little bit wanted a picture and autograph with somebody
1: hmm. well um i when i was a kid growing up this is before your time and you guys would know the name Guy Lafleur, right okay so gila fleur was a big a hero of mine when i was a kid growing up uh, when i i was born in toronto before i moved to vancouver And uh, back then in the late seventies, when I was just a young guy and my parents would go out on Saturday nights and they'd leave me at grandma grandpa's place. I have vivid memories of watching hockey in Canada and the Leafs weren't that good. And the Canadians were a dynasty. So, you know, I kind of gravitated towards Montreal way back then. And Guy Lafleur was the guy and still one of their biggest heroes in franchise history. And I remember the end of his career, he actually came back, he retired and then came back. And now fast forward, now I'm a sportscaster in Vancouver and he was making, you know, a, one more trip around talking about all the teams playing around the league. He was making one more trip around the league and he was making time for all the local media to do an interview. And so we had a, a, a scheduled interview with Guy Lefleur when, when he was playing with Quebec now, the Quebec Nordiques and um, formerly the, uh, became the Colorado Avalanche. And I said to my, one of my partners that I was working with, says, I don't want to do this interview you do it and he goes what are you talking about all you've done is talking about Guy Lafleur all these years since i've known you since you came here and joined us here at the station i said i know and i don't want to go there and have you be like a jerk or you know and blow me off and and be you know like give me like 30 seconds of his time and that ruin all those childhood memories so i didn't do the interview and uh the other guy did he came back and said i got good news for you he was awesome he was great and he was really nice and uh, and I say, because no. <laughs> I, I would have I would have brought a book and got it signed and stuff like that, because he was he was granting that to media members, too. So I didn't do that one. But uh, I met Tom Hanks one time uh, at a great Cup where I was doing the uh, great Cups for TSN. And it was in Regina. And our set was like right in the end zone uh, up against the fans like in the stands on this this temporary stands that they had built in, and uh Hamilton was in the game and Martin Short I don't know if you know who he is comedian for lots, lots of movies he was at the game because he's from Hamilton and he brought Tom Hanks with him and and we we're like whoa because he showed up on the sidelines he's walking along the sidelines uh pre-game and uh so I'm the host of the CFL on TSN and we got him up in the booth and he rolls in and he's just a great guy. He's got no security, no posse with him. It's just him and Martin Short. And he's high-fiving everybody. He's having a blast. And uh, so I, I tried to get a selfie with him. So, because he sits down beside me and, I'm, and we're trying to do the interview. And I grab my phone. And I'm not a selfie guy. I'm not like, hey, can I take a picture of you? But this is Tom Hanks, right? <laughs> so I, I, he puts his arm around me. And I put my arm around him. And we're like, we're way too close. Like, it's super awkward. And I hold my phone up. And I'm fumbling around, and I can't get it to go, and I'm panicking, and now it's locked. And then I dropped it, and and all it, oh, the whole time we're like, I'm like this with Tom Hanks, and he's going, are, are, you, "Are you okay there?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, man. I just, I think I started sweating. It was so bad." And I finally had to bail on the picture because we had to come out of a commercial and do the interview, and I never got the picture with Tom Hanks. So uh, that's my embarrassing celebrity story
0: so you had a whole crew of people around you and nobody thought hey maybe I'll take this picture exactly you You know what that's
1: exactly right why wouldn't somebody say let me do that for you Dave no I think everybody was just so stunned that this massive global star just walked in and disarmed everybody because he was so cool and fun and funny but the by the time he came in we were in a commercial break so we only had a limited amount of time so there was guys getting their camera set and the lighting right and put a mic on him and And so I only had like, you know, a few seconds, but it seemed like I was in this headlock with him for way. It was way too long. It was a super awkward moment. I'm sure (laughs) security was like ready to pounce on me or something like that. But, uh, Anyway, never got the picture of But I got the, a story the, out of it.
2: The producers are like, hey, Dave, we need we're going yeah. back on. Give oh yeah.
1: They're sack. like, Dorf, stop. Just just like <laughs> leave Tom Hanks alone. You idiot. I, yeah.
0: I, I think if you would have came back onto camera and you were still had your arm around Tom Hanks, nobody <laughs> in Canada would have blinked an eye. Like you would have been fine.
1: They you know what? They probably would have said I'd, I could have said, Hold on a second. I'm just trying to get a selfie done. Just let me <laughs> just give me a second here. And you're right. I but I, I, I totally panic. About. And I don't panic that much. I don't you know, I'm used to what I do, and I don't get nervous or flustered. I was super, super rattled in this moment.
2: Yeah, you're just like – there's so much going through your mind, too. Like, Tom Hanks, probably the last place you expect to see him is at a CFL game, right? Yeah.
1: And, yeah, and there he go. shows
2: up. And sure enough, it's him. Uh, we wanted to ask you a little bit about – well, we're kind of on the topic of some memories, and and I'm a play-by-play guy myself, obviously not to the same degree, but do you have a memory of your favorite call, one that's really stuck with you over the years is – you just remember it being fantastic.
1: Yeah. I get asked this question a lot and, and, uh, you know, there, there's, there's, there's goals that you call that in mean, a game, that's not a big game or anything like that, but you know, you, you know, you nailed it and you hit the right note and it was good. I can think of uh, a couple off the top of my head. I know Jonathan drew out one night recently in Montreal went coast to coast on the orders in overtime. And I, I felt that was a good one. And, um, you know, I, I did a lot of Edmonton games in the last several years for Hockey Night in Canada. So, there was a few for Connor McDavid. Uh, in fact, they run this this uh, down here on NHL on NBC. They run this NHL live ad, and the whole ad is is a Connor McDavid goal that I scored. Like, if there's no there's no other voiceover or anything. It's just it's just me talking for like 30 seconds. And so I guess that was a good one. <laughs> um, and uh, so a few McDavid ones. Uh, I've had the great. Uh, good fortune, do some standing up playoff games and to do overtime in the playoffs is is amazing. And uh, I've done a game seven that's gone into overtime on a couple of occasions. And that, you know, Smitty, you could probably relate to that. That's when you, as a play-by-play guy, you are completely on edge, just like the players, because it's the playoffs and it's a game seven and it's an overtime. And uh, so, you know, I've had that experience a few times and that's been pretty cool. And uh, I can think of one uh, the Rangers beat the Capitals a few years ago in a game seven in Madison Square Garden. They'd come all the way back from a 3-1 series deficit, and the, the game seven was a roller coaster, and Derek Stepan scored it, and it was uh, that was a good one. I, uh, I'll tell you a story that I've told a couple times, but it's kind of fun, because it's it was another playoff goal. John DeBara scored uh, an overtime winner to win a series for the New York Islands before he came to the Leafs. And the story is that they were playing the Florida Panthers first round and uh, it was game six. The Panthers had, were up three games to two. They had a chance to win the series at home. They had not won a series since like 1992 or something like that. It had been like 20 plus years. And this, is a, this was a once proud four-time Stanley Cup champion dynasty team that had long-suffering fans. Now they're playing in Brooklyn. None of the fans like that. But here they are with a chance to finally win a round. So we're in there. It's, uh, and, and, and the Panthers are trying to get home for game seven to try to win because they got Tampa waiting for them, and they've never made it to the, uh, face each other in the playoffs. So there's a lot going on. And uh, anyway, so the game goes into overtime. And you can cut the tension with a knife in there because the place is packed. All the Long Island fans, it's a long trek to come into Brooklyn to see a game and they didn't like it when they played it there at all, but they're all there tonight. They're all wearing their old bossy jerseys and trache jerseys, all the old Islander colors, and it's tense in there. So it goes to overtime. First overtime comes and goes, and as a play-by-play guy, you don't like to script too much in your mind, but for a moment like this, you want to try to hopefully have something good to say and, and uh, to capture the, the storyline here if, if the editors win. And I got nothing. So the intermission comes to the first and second overtime, and in the Barclay Center. It's not a hockey rig. You are actually sitting in the crowd. You're in the seats. They just knocked out some seats and put a table there, and you're sitting there. I'm there. Chris Cuthbert from NBC was like on one table over from me, so we're calling the game right in the crowd. And I've been drinking, you know, water all night. Second like overtime is coming up, so I got to go to the, I got to go to the pee. So I go up through the, the seats into the concourse again. Everybody's just pacing, like just super nervous. And I go into the urinal. And there is some guy standing beside me at the, up against the urinal there the and up against the wall. And he goes, and he's like, he must be 280. He's a huge dude. And he is squeezed into his Clark Gillies jersey that doesn't fit him anymore. And we're standing there. I'm the only one in a suit. And he looked at me. And he goes, hey, buddy. He's pretty nervous in here, isn't it? Good game, huh? And I said, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good game. he says, I'm really nervous. And he's sweating. And he goes, I tell you what, though. If there is scores tonight, it is going to be freaking Bedlam in here. And I went, that's it. That's the line. So I zipped up. I ran back down to my desk. I wrote Bedlam in Brooklyn. And sure enough, guess who scored? And uh, that was the call. So if you ever go online and see that call, that's where the story came from. From the men's room at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn.
0: And that's hilarious because there's nothing worse than being in the urinal and some drunk guy besides you just wants to talk oh, to you. Yeah. There's nothing was, worse than he that.
1: He wasn't as drunk as he was just everybody. I I, I can't overstate how nervous these Donner's fans were because they're, they, they're this close. They've been, they haven't been they have went around in forever and they just they, they go, no, not again because if it goes down there for game seven, we're going to lose and all that stuff. But it was an unbelievable moment. They, the hair on the back of my neck, neck still stands up thinking of the roar from that crowd that night.
2: Yeah, it's just well. Now I know that if I'm ever looking for a call, head on down to the men's room, or the bathroom, room, look, look for a guy in a suit, look for a guy, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. trying to figure
2: out what you're going to say. Um, yeah. Dave, listen, we really thank you for joining us. We won't take uh, any more of your time tonight. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: All good, boys. Mitty, Mitty, good luck with your podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Great to meet you, and good luck with your your play by play. All right, and uh, when you hit it big, make sure you come up and say hi.
2: Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. All right. I'm Dave Middleton, a proud Sunlife financial advisor, reminding you that your financial future has not been put on lockdown. I'm ready to help you save, invest, insure, and plan. Visit sunlight.com/slash dave.middleton.
1: Goldline Curling, the choice of champions, reminds you to try curling and support your local curling club during the pandemic. And when you're looking for the best curling equipment, visit goldlinecurling.com. It's the Smitty and Mitty Show. Time for the word of the week.
2: Welcome back to the Smitty and Mitty Show. As you heard there, it's time for our Keyword of the Week. If you're new to the show, then the Keyword of the Week is a chance for you to win some Smitty and Midi Show merchandise. All you got to do is collect the keywords on the episode or the radio show each week. We've been doing it for a month
0: and a half now, and uh, Midi, I get you to spell the words now. It's been a whole lot of fun. We should mention, if this is your first time listening... You can find our podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you uh, get your podcast. This mini mini show. Go back and you can find the keywords for the rest of the month. So go give that a listen. Get your keywords. Send them in to us, and then you can possibly win some merchandise. But yeah, I am excited to spell because I am th- probably the worst speller this side of the Mississippi. I would say. And, and I know we we talked about it earlier on in the show, and we
2: basically gave out last week's keyword of the week on this show already. So I'm not going to say it again. Um, but you spelt it wrong, Taiwan. You weren't you weren't that <laughs> you were close, but you weren't at the same time. You were close, but you were also very very far. All right, give it. Let's, let's go. What is it? Keyword of the week for this week is February.
0: Oh. <laughs> the month. That we are in right now. F e b u r a r y.
2: little mix-up in there again. You don't hit it this week, Mitty The thing about February is it's actually, I believe, it's supposed to be pronounced February. It's not because to, yeah, I, knew F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. I knew that. That's how I was trying to spell it. R u a r y. What did I say? You mixed up the R and the U. You
0: did Feb. You rary. Hey, do you still use that little rhyme to figure out how many days are in the month? I do. Sometimes. I I don't even know the rhyme. I just look at my phone and whatever, however many days are on the calendar, that's what I go for. Wait, what, a, what rhyme do you use? 28 days past uh, whatever. I don't know. I, I actually don't know one. the rhyme. What well, I it? use a different what one.
2: What do you use? 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except for February. Yeah, that one. I just don't know... Oh, you just don't. I just don't it like know I it. I, I honestly don't well, know it. Well, now you know it. There you go. The lesson of the week. The keyword, in case you didn't pick it up in our all the mumbo jumbo, there is February. So all you got to do is send that in. That is the third keyword for the month of February. So there's one more coming up in a week's time. Send those in to us. Send us a DM. Send us an email. Send us any way you really want to get those keywords in. And just like that, you're gonna have to into a chance to win a draw for some Smitty mini, mini Show merch.
0: All right, Smitty, Mitty Show is what you're listening to, and we're going to move on, and uh, we're going to talk about something that shook the radio world, um, and kind of it affected a lot of people in the industry that that we aspire to be in, that we kind of are in, that our families have been in forever. It it, it is. It is what we're in right now. Um, Unfortunately, TSN 1040, 1290, and 1150 were abruptly shut down on Tuesday. Uh, Basically just a... uh, a re- a pre-recorded message played over the stations Un- unaware were the morning hosts that it played on um and unaware was everyone right like it was and the station just shut down they they started playing music and they said they would rebrand on Friday and people were told to leave and that's basically what happened um and i think people are afraid to to talk about it because The landscape in in sports media in Canada, unfortunately, is owned by two companies, uh, two major companies, and, you know, you piss one off and you're screwed. So it's tough to talk about, but uh, to give our opinions, I think we can do that. So, Noah, go ahead. Yeah,
2: obviously this news came out on, uh, you know, Tuesday the 9th of February, which is a day after we released our episode 24, so we couldn't talk about it then. And we did give ourselves about a week to think about it, right? We did give ourselves time to say, is this something we want to talk it's about? It's tough. Is it it is really it is tough to try and make that decision. something we should talk about? Like, we don't want to burn any bridges. You don't want to be the people that are sitting there complaining or, you know, talking bad about anyone. But it's something that I think we all agreed on that needs to be talked about and needs to kind of be brought to light as well. And you know what? It's just frustrating the way it happened right? The way that these people were shut down. You hear the stories. I've read an article um, about a gentleman who got a text while well, he was at home, got a text from a friend. He said, hey man, sorry to hear about it. Sorry to hear about what? I haven't heard anything yet. Right? And Like, how is it that the people are hearing that you're losing your job before you hear?
0: Right? That is not how it should go down. Yeah. I, I do think it's important um, for us to, to make to make obvious that we understand that stuff happens within radio. Ra- Layout, radio layouts, isn't, rebrands happen. It is a ever evolving um, entity. It always has been, and we understand that this stuff happens. But for it to happen in the way it happened uh, was heart wrenching. Was uh, it was saddening. It really was. People just losing their jobs in the middle of a pandemic, after they've given, uh, they've given a lot of time and a lot of heart and a lot of loyalty to these companies. Uh, throughout the past year, and that's how they're treated. So um, I, for me, it, it's it's upsetting for having my family in this radio uh, industry and to know that it's gone. It, it, it could just be gone. A family of uh, a guy who has a family of three uh, is jobless. Yep, like you said, it happens in the
2: industry. Layoffs happen. Rebrands happen. And honestly, I think if it was handled differently, we wouldn't be sitting here that talking exactly about it today. It. If they told them they had even a week, and then the station was re- rebranding to the comedy format that they're rebranding it to. I don't think there would have been any issues if they were approached on Monday and said that this will be your last week on TSN radio. It wouldn't have been an issue. I know for a fact it wouldn't have been an issue. But the fact that people were told they had half hour to get out of the station and grab their stuff, it, it's uh, it's frustrating to hear. It's frustrating to see. and you really hope that you don't ever have to see that again. And hopefully a lesson is learned here by some of these companies that people, people don't want this to happen. People don't want to see this happen.
0: It's important. Um, I'm just, I'm trying so hard not to get upset about it because when you're upset, you say stuff that, that you don't want to say. Um, So it's hard to not be upset about a company that is given $122 million in federal subsidies, just to shut down stations and let people go and do it in a way where, you know, basically the morning show host had no idea what was going on. Um, I, I believe it was 9.15 in the morning, if I remember correctly. Uh, it just played. They were told that something was going to be played. Uh, it played, and then it cut, and that was it. They were not given any kind of opportunity uh, to, to just prepare themselves, and it was really upsetting, but we just wanted to touch on it quickly. Um, we want to... Uh, we want to to we're, reach we're, out to yes, anyone that may have been affected. Exactly, and we're hoping that um, you land on your feet. Um, you're going to find another job. You're going to move on. Um, stay safe. Be happy. Um, and yeah, it's not. Let's not let this affect the sports media landscape that we have come to love. Maybe do you want to move on to something a little bit lighter? Yeah, sure. We How got a new segment that? on the show. Do we have to like just start giggling randomly? No,
2: but we do have a new segment on the show. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, go ahead. Something that came to mind is we, uh, we were sitting around uh, and uh, just thinking. This one came to mind. Uh, uh, we okay. won't well, really we, give it a okay. name. We no, won't give we were, it a name. We were
0: driving. We were going for a long drive, doing some stuff, and I don't even remember what he brought up a headline to me, and I was like, "What is that?" And I just went on like a tan a yeah, tear for like off. two minutes. He went off about it, and he's like, and then we just thought, "Hey, why not do that? Like, let's just find some funny news." Clippings, have you read them to me? Send them to me. News clippings, and And, let's uh, see what the reaction is because I've been known to maybe get a little hot under the collar.
2: Yeah, so this one I didn't have a whole lot of time to look up anything, but I did see this one article that I'm not sure if you saw, I'm not sure if you had the chance to read it or listen to anything about it. But uh, so obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won Super Bowl 55. Quickly, did you see Brady? What? How hammered
0: he was getting off that oh, yeah. boat. He was getting yeah. carried to his car. Well,
2: this this has everything to do with Tom Brady, this news article. <sighs> Obviously, um the Lombardi trophy awarded to Tampa Bay, and Brady um had a little bit too much to drink, was throwing the Lombardi trophy around on the boat to that. In the parade. It was a great toss to Gronk. It was a great toss. Although he's was, taking
0: a little bit of heat for this toss. It maybe. was way better of a toss than he made in the whole game. He deserves the MVP trophy. For that, toss. he's
2: taking a little bit of heat How? for this okay. trophy toss. Okay. Why?
0: By the daughter of the
2: Lombardi Trophy designer, she wants Tom <laughs> Brady. She wants Tom Brady to issue an apology for the way that he was treating the trophy.
0: Okay. Why? What? Exactly. <laughs> just the designer of the trophy. The daughter the, of the the daughter designer. of the design. Not even like Lombardi's daughter. Like legit. Just the designer of the trophy. The,
2: the trophy designer's daughter is very upset and wants an apology from Mr. Tom Brady
0: for how he was treating this trophy. (laughs) Okay, here's the problem. This is what it's for. You're getting me worked up. Here's the problem. People see things happen and they think, oh, I'm going to piggyback off uh, off the the fame of Tom Brady and I'm just going to throw this out there. Let's hope it sticks. And they go viral because they say, oh, I want an apology. You're not hurt about this. All you want is your 10 seconds of fame to say it. It was hilarious. It's probably not the real Lombardi trophy. I don't know if people know this, when you see the Stanley Cup, it's not the real Stanley Cup. The real Stanley Cup comes out when it's being awarded and then it goes right back in a vault. So there's, I think there's four Stanley Cups. They're, they're mocks. The real one is sitting at the Hall of Fame. It comes out to be awarded and it goes right back in. So probably not even the real Lombardi Trophy. So it could have sunk to the bottom, whatever. They're hammered. They're having fun. You know what? Sports need fun. Like, it needs to be fun. There's nothing wrong with having fun in this landscape. You don't have to be... The Mr. Serious, you can joke around. Who cares? Who cares?
2: Right, and I think uh, a lot of people are like, do you realize what happens to some of these trophies? Let's not say maybe the Lombardi Trophy. It's not nearly as old as other trophies in sports. Let's look at the Stanley Cup, for example. How long the Stanley Cup has been around and what it has been through.
0: I know, uh, who they, cares? Again, again, not the real Stanley Cup, but I do know of somebody who brought it back in their day that they were awarded to have it, and they ate four or three meals out of it throughout the day that's what they did with it they had their breakfast they had some cheerios they had some uh, mac and cheese for lunch and then i I think they had a rice bowl for dinner all out of the stanley cup that's it who cares
2: well even like the stanley cup of course is one of the oldest trophies in sports and if you go back to the time when it was first awarded obviously not as big as it is now it's been added to but when it was first awarded the stanley cup the Ottawa Senators, when they won it back in the early 1900s... Oh, here we go. This is my Ottawa Senators Stanley here Cup story. Go. The last time they it's won the, only the Cup. One. It, I think it actually might have been the last time they won the Cup. They got the Stanley Cup stuck out on the Ottawa Canal. Out on the ice.
0: You skate out and get it. Right? Yeah, and you, you skate out and they get it. And, and they were drunk. They you got a beaver tail on, the the on your way
2: out. No, they didn't even go back and get it. They the next, it yeah, <laughs> the next morning. Yeah, till the next morning. Right? And we're talking about the real Stanley Cup, like the one that's actually been added to. Not a fake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're skating on the canal and you're just ripping around, out and all of a sudden you're like, is that the fucking Stanley Cup? <laughs> what the fuck was
2: that? But, I mean, like back then, you probably wouldn't even, even know it was the Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh, someone's bull. <bold. laughs>
0: Somebody left their trophy. Somebody <laughs> left their trophy out
2: here. <laughs> Anyways, Mitty, that is uh, your headline of the week there. Hopefully we can uh, continue to have some good laughs with this as we move forward each week. But uh, don't throw the Lombardi trophy
0: around, man. You're going to upset her. Yeah, okay, sorry, I uh, I bet Tom Brady and Gronk were, in the morning, they really didn't want to upset, who cares, <laughs> <is>?
2: who cares, who cares. <laughs> Uh, Mitty, that does it for us here on another episode of the Smitty Mini Show. We apologize once again. Not a whole lot of sports content. It wasn't a really busy week in sports in terms of headline stuff. Um, but we had some stuff we had to get to. Of course, thank you to Dave Randorf for joining us. New voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning to talk about um, his life down there. Being the voice of the
0: Lightning taking over for Rick Peckham. Uh, big thanks to Dave. I do want to mention uh, quickly, I was thinking about it, and then Noah just threw it to me, and I had no idea what to do. Um, if you do have a chance, I hate promoting other podcasts like this, um, but if you have a chance, go back and listen to Thursday's good show um, from Roger Sportsnet. On um, the last segment, they have Sizzero on, and he talks about um, what happened with Bell Media and the ever-changing uh, media landscape, sports media landscape, and it is um, an incredible half hour. So, I do. If you have a chance, go back and listen to that. It's worth the listen.
2: Big thank you to our sponsors, Goldline Curling, The Choice of Champions, and Dave Middleton at Sun Life Financial in Carden. Life's brighter under the sun. This program couldn't be possible without them. Make sure you uh, check out our keywords. We gave out another one uh, well, about 10 minutes ago. We gave out the keyword for this week, so go back and listen to and it I if you don't forget don't remember it what it was. Mitty doesn't know how to spell. We've learned that over the course of the last few weeks. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again in a week's
0: time hey social media pages Smitty Mitty Show on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter Mitty T-S-M-S on Twitter is where you're going to find me it's also our YouTube page the Smitty Mitty Show that's where you're going to find all of our content our exclusives um, everything up there so go check that out Uh, make sure you subscribe make sure you follow everything and make sure you come back next week for another riveting Smitty Mitty Show thanks everybody we love you